Hey everyone, it's Carl. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a new podcast out called Alchemix Bar Diaries, where I tell you my thoughts that go through my brain about bartending techniques, theory, and anything to do related to the bartending world. We just started. I would love to have you come over, take a listen. The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to this to. And yeah, go check it out. Now let's get the show started. Oh man, she is torn up your chair. Oh yeah. Everyone in the service industry has a story. Crazy customers, wild orders, and WTF moments. Do you want to start a tab? The podcast here to bring you those tales from behind the bar. My name is Carl, and I'm starting a new bartending job tomorrow. My name is Riley, and I'm not. Congratulations. <laughs> so on this lovely little podcast, we read stories off the internet about bartenders through the eyes of the guest or the bartender bartenders themselves. We discuss it, could have been handled differently, what was fun about it, what was not, who the asshole, who the hero of it was. Then we rate it one through five, one being your average story, five being a unique situation that we have never seen or don't think we'll ever see in our lifetime. And then, yeah, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. And today, we do not. I am just sitting here next to you. Just. Just you. Just just me, little old me. I think you're probably in the top 20 important people in my life. I would fucking hope so. <laughs> should we do a, Should we do a, get AJ and Sean and do a special uh, um, Super Stoked podcast and rate the top five most important people in our lives? Not you now. <laughs> you, you fell out of my top eight. Thank you. Top eight. You didn't even know eight people. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, right. Already off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Well, and what are we drinking today? Uh, you're, you made them. We are drinking pineapple Aperol spritzes, and mine has a little splash of a Mara Montenegro in there to get a little bit more depth, but uh-huh. it's not too shabby. I like it. It's nice, light, refreshing. I got to go and train some people and drinks later tonight, so I didn't want to get too torn up, but right. I just was kind of, I was in the mood for something lighter. We usually drink super boozy drinks, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what? We have some champagne. Let's use that. Yep. So yeah, Aperol spritzes. Not too bad of a cocktail. No, very, very nice. These are very large versions of the drink. I feel like this is a quad. (laughs) It's maybe double. Because the recipe for Aperol spritz is three, two, one. Three ounces of Prosecco, two ounces of Aperol, one ounce of um, soda water. And I measured two ounces of Aperol in both these. This is a 14-ounce glass. There's a lot of ice in there. It's a big orange slice. (laughs) There's not as much ice as you think there is. There's not as much liquid in there as you think it is. Okay, now... For what the lovely people turned into, turned, tuned, tuned, turned, tuned, whatever you're doing, in your car, at home, on the toilet, however you listen to this. Riley, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I have a story from Cheeseburger with a Z. Damn it, now I want a cheeseburger. Man. (laughs) And it's their 14 bartenders share the strangest shit they've seen on the clock article. And this is number 13. Um, And it was posted by Jaxerus. I don't know. Um, Not a bartender and not my idea is the first sentence. Guy next to me ordered something called a tequila Bjorn Borg. Bartender asked what it was and the guy tells him to pour a shot of tequila, give him a lemon wedge and some salt. Guy pours some salt on the bar disc and and hacks it into a fine line. He dunks the shot, snorts the salt, throws the lemon into the air and serves it right in the bartender's face. His face is priceless. Edit, just to clarify, Bjorn Borg was a cocaine addict and renowned tennis player. The salt represents the addiction and the wedge 
serve his tennis career, hence Tequila Bjornborg. It's genius, really. <laughs> so we are in the middle of Wimbledon, so that is a very fitting story, and I love that. I am going to order that somewhere. Are you going to snort the salt? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean. I can't. Just. I mean, that's got to be. The bartender's got to be, like, first shocked. Like, what the hell just like, happened? And then, like, just takes a moment to realize, okay, I get, you know. Right. <laughs> Unless they're, like, five deep, you know, and they're just getting their ass kicked. But still, that might be pretty funny. That is that is a hilarious uh, stunt to pull. Yeah. I, I am, I'm impressed. So Bjorn is German, if I remember correctly. I believe. It'd been even cooler if you got like a German shot, you know, something. I don't know if Jägermeister is a German or he something. He was Swedish. Swedish. Or he is Swedish. Okay, so awkwardly. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, still tomato potato at this point, right? You know. Uh, but maybe, but maybe the it's the Bjorn Borg is the shot, and you get to specify what the liquor is. The Bjorn Borg is just the salt and the lemon. Right, and it's whatever you want yeah, it to so be. Yeah, so that's why you called it a tequila Bjorn Borg. Right. <laughs> Can I get the Jägermeister Bjorn Borg, please? God. Or the Bjorn Borg drives a Ferrari, so it's a shot of uh, Burnett and Campari. But then you don't do, you don't, okay, I guess I see why the tequila, because you specifically do salt and lemon with that, so. Right. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's so many layers. Right. This, there's so many layers to I this wanna give, shot. I want to give this guy a high five. Right. I just I want to fly out to wherever you're at, get off the plane, give you a high five, and get right back on. Was this Steve? Steve, <laughs> was this you from the Bartender Rant podcast, or was he the fucking bartender this happened to? <laughs> I can see that happening to him. But there is no asshole in this story at all. Nope. I mean, it depends on how busy they were. But I'm gonna give him it. the benefit of the doubt still because it's still it. worth it. Because that bartender maybe he was having a bad day and it kind of just lightened up his mood, you know. And right. you know, you see some dumb shit, and you're like, okay, good job. Like you just give him a clap, you know, give right. him a little, a little golf clap, <laughs> tennis clap. But I rate that story for creativity a two. Okay. For the creativity of the shot, a two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two point five. Okay. Because I just think about if I was that bartender and me and my like being a tennis player and loving tennis and it still would have taken me a hot second to put it together. Um, and how my reaction would have been. Right. I, I think it's worth the 2.5. Yeah, I get that. It's more relatable to you because you are a tennis player. Me, I'm just the <laughs> asshole bartender. Like, oh, good job. I mean, I, if I was a bartender that happened to, I might just give the guy the free shot. I'm going to pay for him. Like, you know what? Good job, sir. Right. <laughs> Good job. You win creativity of the day. Yeah. But awesome. Do you have a shot story just like that or maybe something more unique or something maybe not as intense is not the right word, but create. I mean, I can imagine that snalt to the schnoz. <laughs> right. salt, to the salt to the schnoz is extremely painful. Man, especially if you just have like a bloody nose or something like uh. that. That been, you'd have one. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a better shot story or have a creativity shot, uh, go to our subreddit. Do you want to start a tab? It's in the link of any podcast platform you're listening to this. Just leave us a story. We'd love to read it and talk about it and discuss your lovely time with your shot or any other bartender story. Or if you're not into the writing, like I'm not into writing at all. I mean, I'm into it. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> and I'm barely good at talking. So I don't know what <laughs> we do have. Continue to ramble. I'm really good at that. I think we should do this podcast behind the bar because I think I'd be more comfortable behind the bar. You be on the other side. Probably. I think it'd be flawless. Then. I don't. I still think you would struggle to talk. 
flawless. We do have a phone number, <laughs> 563-277-0072. You can leave us a voicemail. Tell us a bartender story that happened to you. Shit, you could be at the bar while it's happening and call us while it's Ooh. happening. Tell us live, a live play-by-play. That would be awesome. I think I you only that. get three minutes, so you got to make it quick and fast. So it can't be like a drug dealer. I mean, most fights only last that long. It doesn't even have to be a fight, but it could be just but an I'm, interaction. But I'm just saying, like, interactions yeah. usually, like... That's true. Yeah. Most confrontational yeah, interactions it, are less than that, so... Yeah, it's psychological time versus real time. Right. Again, that phone number is 563-277-0072. That is also in the link of our description of any podcast platform. And we do have a voicemail. Do we? It's been sitting in here for a couple of weeks now, so I thought today would be a good day yeah. to play it. I think I already know who it is, but let's find out anyway. And we will not list your phone number off in the podcast no. episode. We are not going to dox you. Unless you want us to. Unless you want us to. That's true. Okay. Let's see. I hope this works. Hey, it's Matt. Long time listener. First time caller. Uh, sorry I missed you. Um, yeah, so today on the podcast, you were saying, if I'm nice to you, I hate your fucking guts. At least that's what a bartender said. And Carl kind of agreed to that. And then he was talking about Chandler and Matt, myself, saying you're both awesome, both fantastic, love you guys. Um, I'm kind of taking offense to that now, then. If you're kind of saying, if I'm nice to you, that means I don't like you. So I guess you do hate our fucking guts, which is just a joke and all. Just wanted to leave you that message. Um, I do also agree bartenders who are assholes are probably the greatest people um as someone myself who is an asshole it's a term of endearment to me um i like that type of attitude and from the silly area where i'm at we're all nice and mean here we'll tell someone hey fuck face you uh dropped your wallet so we're not going to just let them go on their day without it we'll point it out and make fun of them at the same time so asshole bartenders my favorite kind of people have a good day talk to you later yeah, I kind of play both sides of the coin. Uh, <laughs> I say you're nice, but I also call you an asshole at the same time. So, right. But yeah, I would definitely think in Philly, because that's where Matt's mm. from, you definitely get more of that, like, that bartender asshole vibe from just yeah. everyday life people, you know? Right. Because, I mean, Philly, it to me, kind of gives me similar to Boston vibes, uh-huh. where it's like, you, well, and a lot of people I know from Chicago also, where it's like, I'm going to rib you. But if I'm not, but like, I love you, but I'm still going to give you shit. Right. <laughs> right. You fucked up my day, but we can still get, still go get a beer later. Today. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think Philly and Boston kind of have, from what we've seen on like TV and portrayals from movies and just life in general, I think they're probably similar to the, um, to that kind of hard. To me, it feels like um, blue collar work mm. yep. and just like general appreciation for each other as hard workers. Guys. Right. Yep. Yeah, no, we appreciate the call, Matt. And yeah. if you want to be featured just like Matt, again, just give us a call and we'd be happy to listen to on air, on air and then uh, talk about what you had to say. So, but yeah, I think the bartender asshole again, there's, it was a po- couple podcasts ago, I think two or three now, but we did talk about that. I had a story about that. And I think there's a time and place. Yeah. Obviously, if you're kind of a divey bar, that's going to happen a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I kind of work in restaurants or higher end, so it doesn't happen all the time, but I think you can still. It has its moments. Yeah. A restaurant kind of is different because it's a different pace and different feeling. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. And just don't think they're assholes just to be assholes. Sometimes they're just having fun. But then sometimes they're assholes. Sometimes so. they're actually being assholes. Too. Yeah. So good luck figuring that out. <laughs> 
mission accomplished or uh, I challenge. Challenge. I challenge you. Right. Or uh, challenge accepted. That's what I was going for. Yeah, but that would mean you're accepting the challenge. I'm accepting the challenge for all our listeners to figure out if their bartender is an asshole or not. So you're challenging them. So you say you would say I challenge you. And then smack them with a white glove. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got really close to my face there. You hit my face. Good. Assault battery. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Don't tickle me. All right. So now on that note, I have a Reddit. Oh, yes. And I am basically from now of the rest of this time that I can see, I am going to be pulling my uh, things off of Am I an Asshole? Yeah. Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole thread? Mm-hmm. Because there's... Nine million people that follow that thread, and I'm going to. It's just easy to do that since my favorite thread is discontinued. So, <laughs> am I the asshole for being pissed there was no alcohol at a wedding? That is the uh, name of the title. It was posted 16 days ago by No Alc Wedding One Two Three Four Five. Oh, so he made a whole ass profile just for this. just for this one post. <laughs> Love it. It's already petty. It is already like... I'm already going to say, yes, you are the (laughs) asshole. One of my best friends, male 34, got married last week. He drinks alcohol, and in our friend group, we'll meet up at breweries a few times a month to hang out. His fiance, now wife, does not drink. It's never been a part of her life. My wife and I got a hotel room by the reception space and Ubered to the wedding. The ceremony occurs. We go to what's supposed to be cocktail hour, and there was just soda and water. No alcohol. There was not something, this was not something we knew about ahead of time. There was a palpable buzz among our friend group at the lack of booze. A lot of us had spent money on hotel room and, er, and Ubering, anticipating drinking. I'm kind of pissed. Bride and groom come to cocktail hour. Everyone cheers. When the bride and groom come mingle with us, I ask, where is the booze? His new wife chimes in saying her family does not drink and they were paying for the wedding, thus no alcohol. I tell them we should have known ahead of time. I say I wasted money on a hotel room and Ubering. I would have just driven if I knew, if I've known, or maybe not even had to come. The bride does not take my commentary well, implies I might have a drinking problem. I don't. I only drink with my friends. The groom says I don't need to be such an asshole. I reiterate that I spent a bunch of money on something I didn't need. We all did. The bride's pissed at me and asked me to leave. My wife and I leave, but it's clear I touched a nerve. In our group chat, friends were mixed on me saying something. My wife and I was... My wife said I wasn't wrong, but my timing was wrong. So was I the asshole? Yes. Yes. You're not the asshole for being pissed, but that's not what you did. Right. You're the asshole for bringing it up in a very bad situation. And like, it's their wedding. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck if you want to drink or not. This is my wedding. Yep. It's uh, and why would you bring it up to them at the wedding? I think like it's not going to change the fact that you got a hotel room. Go drink. Go get drinks. Yeah. Go get drinks and come back. So obviously they live in the city. Or let's say, okay, it they seemed live like, within driving distance. Right. So they live in Chicago in a suburb or something like that. And they drove, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40 minutes away. They did the smart thing, getting a hotel room and open. I get all that. But bringing this up in the middle of the wedding to the bride and groom, that is the least of their fucking concern. Right. Is making you happy. Right. That's, it's their day. Mm. You, I mean, you expected something and you didn't get it. Right. But, and that, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. But we're adults. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, physically at least right just suck it up go go to the hotel bar and get a drink then right yep and as well far as wherever the recep- it's probably just right. reception there's no alcohol probably available at all because i've been to i filmed a couple dry weddings 
and there's usually a spot there's no alcohol within 20 30 minutes you know well you can't just go get one and come right back you know right but i mean if they got a hotel and they ubered i don't know i don't that's that doesn't matter if right. if if drinking at this wedding is so important to you then leave mm-hmm. right if you have to always drink with your friends right and also if if you're mad that you spent money on your friend's wedding you're not that good of a friend mm-hmm. even right. even if it was a dry wedding and you right now you and your wife can hang out for the reception somewhat then you can kind of dip and go have kind of a late date night right, right. go to a couple bars have some fun Right. You know, do the rest. If you have kids, you have a babysitter. Right. You're, you you have the night. Right. Receptions almost <laughs> always end by 11. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. Yeah. You can leave and go get booze if you really need the booze that bad. Now, he could have just said jokingly, oh, no booze. Right. And, you know, I, and I, at or least he could have just fucking sucked it up and or, not said anything. But I'm just saying, for, yeah. like to the groom, right? Like right. If all the all, all the guys are just hanging out, you know, you know, whatever. He right. said, oh, man, no booze. You know, like jokingly, and the groom explained, but then then him saying to the bride and groom, "I spent a bunch of money. I did this. I did this. That's that's where you're yeah. the asshole at." It's for their sure. fucking wedding. Yep. I okay. and honestly, weddings are fucking expensive. So if her parents are gonna pay for it, great. Alcohol is pro- is food is probably the reception hall food are probably the number two top two. Alcohol can easily be number three, sometimes number two. Right. Depending on how much alcohol you like, as far as expenses expenses go. Yeah. I will say this, and I'm not saying you have to, but if the whole side of the bride's family doesn't drink, they could have put it in like the a notice saying, "Hey, just so everyone knows, this is gonna, you know, like in some sort of fashion, like this is going to be a dry wedding." Right. The, yes, that absolutely could have been done. I'm not saying it had uh, to it be. It is but not required. No, no. That's just that's just to me feels like entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did this because I get drunk for free. No. Right. That's, then you're not a good enough friend to be invited to the wedding. Yeah, like the if, the, if him and his buddies all go out to breweries together, and then one time the groom is at the brew with all over, and that's going to be the wedding. Hey, just so you guys know, Suzanne right. and her family doesn't drink. Right. Which, you know, like he could have done it like that to where, like, hey, guys, I know we like to drink, but. Right. You know, again, right. I'm not saying that had I to feel be done. Like, I feel like that's a bro code thing where it could have been yeah. mentioned, but it's not a violation that he didn't. Right. And it, But it was a definite violation for making a big deal of it. At the wedding. Right. Yes. I just, I know people like put in their weddings, like, hey, this is going to be uh, electronic, kids free, electronic electronic free, free. you know, like, again, doesn't have to be. Right. But it could have been a nice heads up, but that doesn't, I'm not justifying the act that happened afterwards. Right. Right. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. So uh, this guy did, it got voted. He's an asshole. Absolutely. 18,000 upvotes, 300 comments. And the comments got turned off for uh, many excessive rule violations. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, you are the asshole. While I do believe this is a comment, uh, YTA, so you're the asshole. While I do believe this type of thing should be announced beforehand, you saying you might not have to come to the bride and groom is beyond the pale. If you were only there for an open bar, you aren't really their friend. Right. Their mistake was hosting a faux pas, but you were not only rude and hostile guests who confront someone about on their wedding reception. It, it was shitty friend. See, yeah, but I wouldn't even agree that it's a faux pas. I think the only faux pas that exists is the is potential in right. that it should have been mentioned or could have been mentioned, but yeah. didn't have to be. Right. You are the asshole. Basically, you had an opportunity to be a nice wedding guest and you threw it away. Yep. The point of the wedding is to celebrate the couple, not get smashed. Right. 
you wouldn't have celebrated your friend's big day unless you could get drunk doing so. What For a great friend right. you are. Wasting money. Honoring your friends union by not getting free booze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, obviously I'm a bartender and, and we both like to enjoy drinking and stuff like that, but we both been to weddings and we didn't drink, even yeah. though there were drinks available. Right. And if I um, have, if I have friends that has family that doesn't drink and they want their wedding to be dry, I'm not going to ask questions about that. <laughs> right. Like maybe, maybe she has a family member who's an addict that, yeah, what, that what is in recovery yeah. that having alcohol or even mentioning it on the invitations would have been a trigger for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want those people, like when people come to the bar and they're like, and they're like, do you have anything in a, I'm like, yep. And then they proceed to tell me why. And I'm like, look, man, I don't care. It's none of my business. Right. Like, if you want to tell, tell me, me, I'll listen. I'll listen. But I, I explain to people like, look, you don't have to justify anything that you do. If it doesn't hurt physically anyone else, if it's right. your choice, I don't care. Right. Especially when it comes to that, that is a, there's Very many, personal decision. Yes. And it's a touchy subject. And I'm not here to judge you on any of that, especially something that right. personal. So you tell me I don't drink. Cool. Cool. I can get what can I, I get you I, instead? I got this, this, and this. Yep. You know. And I even tell people like there are times you and I will have like an NA drink or a beer between our drinking sessions. Just slow down. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do more of it, but uh, you know. <laughs> Wee. Now that now that mocktails are more common. Well, you can get good mocktails now. Now yeah. it's just not pineapple juice and ginger beer. Right. You know, so that's still good. Let's that's still good, that. but that gets tiring. You know, if you're going to yeah. drink six of them in one only night. Option. Yeah. I mean, now athletic brewing. Yeah. If you guys don't know, athletic brewing makes some of the best NA beer I've ever had. Right. And that we have, we've had a few good NA wines. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of good spirit alternatives. Ritual does a good job. But right. yeah. So, anyways, I think that story, hmm, man. I've heard stories similar to this. Uh -huh. I've heard other people bitch about things like, oh, like, okay, working at the hotel, people would bitch about there's a cocktail hour uh -huh. and then they shut the bar down for a half hour to 45 minutes because they have to reset. Mm -hmm. Well, that's half the reason why the bar shut down, but they buy packages. The groom, whoever pays the bill, buys a package where they get six hours of hosted bar and they have to split that time up between cocktail and reception. So that 45 minutes doesn't, dip into their six hours and need a right. break. People come down the stairs to where I work at, at the bar and bitch about it. And I have to explain to them, like, this is how it works. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, but just, it's 45 minutes, man. Like You, you don't pay. have to have a drink in your hand at all times. Get a soda, get a water, slow or, down. Or pay for your own goddamn drink. Or pay for your own drink. The weddings are fucking expensive. Right. So people bitch about that. And you explain to them, they don't understand that, which is fine. You know, I don't mind explaining that to people because I like to put people in their place and like, look, motherfucker. I don't say it like that, but I say, hey, you know, just, you know, this is how it works. There was one time a couple did a 90 minute break between their cocktail hour. And See, that's a lot. And every, and the, the salesperson, their person in charge is trying to convince them like 90 minutes is a long time. Like right. an hour is probably max and they still went in, 90. But yeah. I got killed for 90 minutes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, for me, it's not even like 90 minutes without booze. That's like 90 minutes without without entertaining your guests, which is poor hospitality. Yeah. But like everyone has their decisions why. Right. You know, it is what it is. So you're the one paying all this fucking money. Right. That's also why I think weddings are crazy that people spend this much money and all these crazy expectations just get fucking accept or not accepted, but not demanded either. But just no, they are expected. Expected, not accepted. Expected. Yeah. So but I mean there is there is an unwritten rule that 
when you go when you attend somebody's wedding when you are you get fed and you get drinks for free. Yeah. I mean that's why people enjoy attending weddings. Yeah. Yeah. However. I mean, however, right. Yep. I you guess. are a guest to celebrate an an important moment in this couple's life. Hmm. And whatever happens, you were given the honor to attend this to attend and to witness this moment. However that happens, you should be happy to be there. Yep. So what we're going to do now is, <clears throat> well, what I'm going to do is on the Spotify version of this podcast, they allow us to do polls now. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm going to set up a little poll for this one. And I'm going to ask, do you think this guy was an asshole for right. it? So if you're on Spotify, go look that out. Go check it out. Um, it should be up within an hour or two of this podcast being published. But it's a fun new little thing Spotify is trying to do, get more uh, interactions. Right. And while you're on Spotify or any other podcast platform, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a channel or podcast platform or a podcast, whatever we are, on a platform. We're a podcast on a platform. (laughs) There we go. So uh, rating-wise, what do you give it? I'm going to go 1.4. Yeah. Seems like general entitled asshole who decided to... Be a dick. Yeah, I'll get I'll get one six just for the same just for the same reason and just like the yeah so yeah I mean you, I hear the stories all the time it's just this is a different coat of paint on the same story. Yep, I feel like this is one of those ones where it's like they didn't follow the thumper principle and anything that's just thumper principle right. gets a one point something and right and thumper principle for anybody who doesn't know is if you can't say nothing nice don't say anything at all and don't be a dick tip your bartender and drink responsibly.